Today's special episode is titled Écrire dans la langue des riches Performing French in Morocco At first blush, there may appear to be no obvious association between speaking French in Morocco and questions of money, power and oppression. But the uses of the French language in the kingdom are actually deeply informed by and articulated on access to economic capital. Such capital, by the way, also transforms into cultural and social capital, to use Pierre Bourdieu's concepts, but that's not going to be our focus for today's talk. French has a special status in Morocco, a status that is both ambivalent and implied. It is, after all, neither an official language nor a national one. Yet, it is present in all aspects of daily life, from the moment money and power appear on the symbolic scene, whether it be on the media, in education, literature, or the administrative apparatus. The French language is always already there. So far, however, there has been little discussion about the stratifying role the language bears on Morocco, and almost nothing which puts into question the structurality of the so-called francophonie in and of Morocco as the linguistic nexus whereby the wealthy participate in a system of social inequity. This talk, therefore, stems from a declaration given by Moroccan author and filmmaker Abdallah Taya to the French newspaper Le Monde, in which the writer states, quote, Le français, c'est la langue des riches marocains, end quote. How can Taya, a Moroccan writer who writes in French, say something like this? Can we surmise from this statement that Taya is engaging in resistance against the francophonie? Or at least against its stratifying role in Morocco? And if this is the case, how? By which literary means does he displace, replace, dismantle and deconstruct such a problematic? All while persisting as a French writer now even translated into Arabic. Such are the questions I seek to address. Although French is by all measure the language of money and power in Morocco today, and its status indeed seems to be as impenetrable as the walls of Troy, there is always space for hope. Wherever there is power, there is resistance. The link between the French language, money and social class in Morocco is a global issue of which Taya's formulation is both a symptom as well as an interpretation. And at the horizon, what is called francophonie, not only in Morocco but in the entire French post-colonial third world, and even in the immigrant world within the hexagon, is to be questioned. A state of linguistic hegemony rules over the country. French is not only a language that is considered by most Moroccans as being de rigueur, but also, and most importantly, one might argue, as being superior to their own mother tongues. Indeed, to qualify French as la langue des riches au Maroc is hardly an understatement, and to go through the public educational system and to master French language is nothing short of a miracle. Taya argues on the same direction when he states, quote, Je n'avais pas fait mes études dans les écoles ou les lycées français, qui sont réservés aux gens riches. 
je venais d'une école publique où le français qu'on nous enseignait n'est pas suffisamment bon. J'étais incapable d'écrire correctement ou bien de développer une idée. End quote. Later, when Taya pursued his studies at the university, he was dismayed by the level of French demonstrated by his classmates who had studied in French schools. He continues, quote, Tout de suite, en arrivant à la fac à Rabat, au contact des autres étudiants qui venaient des lycées français, je me suis rendu compte que j'avais énormément de lacunes. J'avais le choix. Soit d'abandonner le français et en même temps le rêve de cinéma, soit m'accrocher. Ce que j'ai décidé de faire, j'ai donc banni la langue arabe, définitivement. Je ne lisais plus en arabe, je ne parlais plus arabe qu'avec ma famille. Et le français est devenu ma priorité, mais aussi la langue avec laquelle j'entrais en conflit. Parce que c'est une langue qui est contrôlée et qui a été conquise seulement par les gens riches du Maroc, qui, pour installer une différence entre eux et le reste des Marocains, parlent français. French scholar Noemi Ouzas problematizes the relationship we tend to take for granted between writer and language. She says, quote, En naissant, un locuteur et par la suite un écrivain héritent d'une langue donnée. L'évidence de cet héritage, rarement remise en question, conduit à une fausse transparence de la relation à notre idiome. Ce dernier en devient presque représentable, selon l'expression de Laurent Génie. Et s'il est ce qui nous est le plus familier et le plus méconnu, ce paradoxe de langue à la fois proche et lointaine souligne bien les difficultés liées à l'appréhension des langues naturelles au sein du texte littéraire. End quote. Ozas later argues ironically that the fact of not questioning the presence of French in Balzac or of in English in Shakespeare might be understood, but this situation changes immediately when one is at the presence of a multilingual setting. It is also noteworthy to remember that the problem for Taya is not with French as much as it is with how French is used in Morocco as a site and tool of social oppression. Not the kind to give up on his dreams, Taya banishes himself from the Arabic language and sets French as his priority. This self-imposed banishment from one's own language is shared by many Moroccan writers of French expression. For example, Abdel Kibir al-Khatibi writes, quote, When I write in French, my entire effort consists of separating myself from my native language, of relegating it to my deepest self. I am thus divided from myself within myself, which is the condition for all writing inured to the destiny of languages. Henceforth, little by little, my native tongue becomes foreign to me. When I read in French, I am taken hostage." End quote. It is indeed a conflictual relationship to French that is shared by many Moroccan writers. But let us return to Taya. To think that someone who just a few years ago could not even match the level of his classmates and who is now published at one of the most prestigious French publication companies, Le Seuil, is by itself quite an accomplishment. But what interests us in his previous quote is the fact that not only is Taya conscious of his conflictual relation to the French language, but he seeks to tame and to put to use this schism in his writing. 
In a more recent interview that Taya gave during the 2013 Film Festival of Venice, he declares, quote, Seuls les riches parlent le français et l'utilisent pour dessiner une hiérarchie qui les sépare du reste de la population. L'arabe marocain est la langue de l'intimité, la langue avec laquelle j'ai commencé à rêver et à laquelle je reste encore attaché. La langue qui me colle à la peau. Même ma façon de m'exprimer en français conserve une saveur arabe, comme les cicatrices que je porte. Par ailleurs, la première fois que j'ai parlé ouvertement de mon homosexualité, je l'ai fait dans ma langue maternelle. End quote. This correlation between French, money, social stratification and oppression is articulated in several interviews with the author. What is remarkable to note in the latest quote, however, is the way in which he characterizes his own language of Moroccan Arabic as a scar, that is, something that he will always carry on him, and maybe even especially when he's writing in French. The Moroccan oraliture is indeed omnipresent in Taya's writing. In this sense, Taya is much like the great Caribbean writers who, like Patrick Chamoiseau, while writing in a formal, even elitist French, still argues that knowledge of Martinican oraliture is essential to the understanding of his novels. Taya's writing in French is of course marked with Moroccan oraliture. Just as he speaks of Arabic as a scar on his body, I believe his writings are also marked by this paradoxically beautiful scar that is l'oralité marocaine. So it is French with a Moroccan flavor then? Or is it Moroccan with a French script? This paradoxical, conflictual relationship is and will continue to be at the center of Daya's writing. Thank you for listening to part one of this talk titled Écrire dans la langue des riches, Performing French in Morocco. Stay tuned for part two.